Hey everyone, why don't you come on down? It's Point Break Minute, don't be a clown. We point out the moments and break down the minutes. So climb on board to the Point Break! Welcome back to Point Break Minute, where we point out the moments and break down the minutes of Point Break one minute at a time. I'm Marin Kennedy. And I'm Jessa Lowe. Hey Jessa, how's it going? Fine. How about you? Pretty good. Good. Anyway, <laughs> nothing else to say there, I guess. Uh, we're on minute 81. Yeah, minute 81. Some more skydiving. Some more skydiving. And uh, I'll actually say uh, this minute is actually one that I do remember pretty well. To me, this is one of the more memorable skydiving scenes in the movie. They're beginning to form their nice little circle. Um, and they're all holding hands. May the circle being broken. Yeah. Bye, bye, Lord. Bye, bye. And, uh, it, there's a nice moment of them trying to, you know, form their circle as they're falling to the earth and, uh, trying to get Johnny to join their circle. And they're all whooping and hollering and woohoo, yeah! And uh, more whooping and hollering. You can never have too much of that. It's like a hoedown, mm-hmm. all the whooping and hollering that's going on. There is. And there's lots of, uh, there's Nathaniel, who's obviously not Nathaniel, and they weirdly make the decision to do a ton of very intense close ups, and it's obviously not Nathaniel. Um, he doesn't have that dad quality to him. I, I would say he still has a dad quality. To me, he has a cool quality. You think the stunt double for Nathaniel is cooler than the actual yeah. Nathaniel? Yeah. That's uh, harsh. Because actual Nathaniel still... has a devil Guy Fox beard and Guy <laughs> Fox mustache. Yeah. And I hate it. And this guy didn't? Oh, maybe he did, but he was so cool that, like, I didn't even notice. He, did, I mean, to me, he's, like, wearing, a, like, a windbreaker, like a 90s windbreaker. No, he's wearing a sweatshirt. Like a sweatshirt? Okay. And he has, like, little, like, spandex shorts. I think they're denim shorts. Or are they spandex shorts? No, it's very important, Murren, because we spent so long talking about him wearing in mom jeans and a dad sweatshirt. All right, we're doing this in again. A previous we're doing minute. this we're watching it during while we're recording. This is unprecedented. <gasps> he is No, it's right cuz he was taking off his pants. That, there you go. There's continuity for you. Yeah, he was taking off his pants and it's revealing he's wearing very long boxer briefs. But I don't know. He is wearing a red sweater though. You're right. It's not a windbreaker. But I also don't know why it was important for him to take off his jeans to put on spandex when Roach is wearing, like, Tevas and shorts and Gromit's wearing flippers. It's Yeah, it seems like what you wear to do this sport doesn't make much difference no. to these people. And Utah, of course, is just wearing what he what he wears. Yeah, what they kidnapped him in. Mm-hmm. Just jeans and a t-shirt. And, and a sw- yeah. sweatshirt. Sweatshirt, yeah. Yeah, there's a really nice moment of they're all getting into line. And Bodhi goes, come on, Johnny. And Keanu's face. <laughs> this is where he's his like, uh, his uh, Theodore Logan comes out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's this very, like, adorable smile and wide-eyed. And he kind of, like, shakes his head up and down like a puppy. He's and, like a like, baby goose flying with the the, uh, the line of geese for the first time. Yeah. And, like, he's, like, trying to kind of, like, bob his way over there. He's like a little baby goose. Yeah, it's pretty cute. And pretty dopey. I think that is why uh, he was cast. Because he's this. dopey? Yeah. Yeah. I think that that innocent enthusiasm that he has 
is the reason he was cast in this movie as opposed to you know another actor who would be a little more serious maybe and mm-hmm. you know try to be a little more intense because he certainly has intense moments like you know where he talks to Tyler about his parents dying and which is a lie and he has some intense stuff to do but I think uh Catherine Bigelow wanted it balanced out by this um just likable young guy yeah. who's not you know he's just he's just like he likes to have fun he gets excited about things he's a uh, a little dopey and, and goofy sometimes. but And this is a moment where I could see... Because wasn't this role going to go to Matthew Broderick? Wasn't that, that one was of the... That was rumor. So I I could see Matthew Broderick in this moment. Yeah, it would, that would be a, a little bit of a different story. <laughs> he he would be maybe too far in the goofy, yeah, dopey Yeah, it would be a little bit... Although I guess like he, he was... It's weird for you to think of uh, Matthew Broderick as cool, but he yeah. was Ferris Bueller. That's true. And Ferris Bueller... Was a shithead. Yeah, he's a dick, but I guess he was kind of cool. Like you have to yeah. admit, you know, he he's a cool character. You know, he did did what he wanted. I I don't like that movie because he's just impossible for me to yeah. get on board with. I feel so bad for his friend. Yeah, I feel yeah. I'm like on I'm on the side of Cameron and yeah. uh, and Jennifer Grey in that yeah. movie. Like they're the ones who have it right. Yeah, and they're doing you know <laughs> the the scene with Jennifer Grey and Charlie Sheen is like the best scene in that movie. And then the scenes with him are like. Uh, I don't like you. Yeah, but he was cool. He was cool. So I suppose that's where they were coming from. Like, oh, he was he was cool, Ferris Bueller, so he can be a cool FBI agent. Do you feel like Michael J. Fox could have been? Oh man, Michael J. Fox could have been this. I think he could have been Utah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I don't know if he was like cool, but like to me, he is cool. Yeah, like Marty McFly is cool to me. Yeah. Um, you know who's really cool? Who? Teen Wolf. <laughs> yeah, Teen Wolf, whatever his name is in that movie. Yeah. Uh, he plays basketball. Yeah, hangs I out don't with, hangs what out else with, he does. Hangs out with Boof and uh, and uh, what's his friend's name? Did he have a friend named Boof? <laughs> yeah, like the girl that likes him is named. Boof. Oh, that's right. And it sounds like another word for vagina. <laughs> sure. This is my Boof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's his friend's name? Like the uh, I don't remember anything else from this movie. Anyway. Except that, oh, I don't want to ruin it if you haven't seen Teen Wolf. Yeah, spoilers for Teen Wolf. Anyway, this is Point Break Minute. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think Ma- Matthew, Wolf, but... Mike, Michael J. Fox definitely could have been Utah. I would I would like that, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, Michael J. Fox is a little bit towards Elijah Wood territory, though. In that he always looks like a teenager? In that he's kind of like itty-bitty wide-eyed. Yeah. He definitely seems. He always guys? comes off as is yeah. Like, he definitely comes off as small in his movies. Yeah. I don't know how tall he actually is because, of course, you can't really tell on film. Yeah. And I mean, Keanu Reeves is definitely like lanky. I feel like yeah. in this movie. Yeah, he's like. I mean, we talked about it, he doesn't look like he a football player necessarily, yeah. but he's lanky. <laughs> he looks like a you know a tall drink of water. What about Kyle McLaughlin? Oh yeah, man. He would have been. It would again a different tone, but I think he could have played this role for yeah. sure. Yeah. You know he's he knows how to play an FBI agent. He does, and he knows how to play Goofy. <laughs> he certainly does. He would his Goofy would have been a different flavor than Keanu Reeves' Goofy, though. Yeah, it would have been more of a weird Goofy. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Alternate. I always appreciate more alternate casting. Mm-hmm. Think about, and they, you know they would have been the right age when this movie yeah, was made. Yeah, that's exactly Both what I was thinking. Who else was supposed to be in? Uh, okay. Charlie Sheen, oh, yeah, uh, whatever. yeah, I don't remember. Uh, J- uh Johnny Depp, mm. Johnson Deppson. I'm 
going to throw it out there. This is my cold. You don't like Johnny Depp? Yeah. This is my cold <laughs> well, take. Cold take. Yeah. Nice, lukewarm take. Does anybody Ru- like Johnny Depp anymore? No. No yeah. one likes him anymore, I think. Yeah. He still gets put in movies, though, and people do see them. But people, I feel like, always see them, like... In spite uh, of that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, wasn't he in that... He was in the... Grumble the, 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 grum, the Grumps of Grimplefob? Yeah. Uh, he was in that... Uh, which nobody seemed to like that movie. Yeah. I don't know if it was because of him, but... What about Colin Farrell? No, he would have been too young. Colin Farrell. I don't know what he was doing at this time. He was probably like 12. <laughs> he was probably like five. Two. That means he's only a few years older than we are. No, he's definitely a lot. He's definitely okay. like in his 40s or 50s yeah. now. <laughs> he might have been the right age at this point. He just hadn't broken in yet. Yeah. Uh, and he probably would have been very Scottish. Like... Yeah, it's taken him a while to get uh, get a good American accent. Yeah, he's in uh, that Miami Vice movie. How was his accent in that? A little, little wonky. Yeah, I I didn't really like his accent in uh, Widows. He was a little over the top. Uh, I liked it, but I I kind of it's weird. Like I get really into accents, right? Mm-hmm. I, it's kind of a geeky thing for me. I when I listen to people talk on TV or movies, I like especially in like reality TV. Mm-hmm. I, I will think about like, oh, where are they from? What are they? You know. Oh, I was going to have a recommendation coming up that I'll, I'll talk about okay. that more on. Uh, but uh, it's something that I get really into. But at the same time, if someone's accent isn't quite right or is a little over the top or not where it should be, I kind of forgive it. Like, I don't – it doesn't really bother me. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, um, Benedict Cumberbatch in uh, Doctor Strange, certainly I could tell he was trying to do an American accent. It wasn't quite working, but I, I just sort of let it go, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, Colin Farrell and Widows, I would say, like, he did an accurate stereotype of a Chicago accent. Yeah. Uh, and, it, you know, it was a little too much, maybe, because you're supposed to sound, his father was Robert Duvall, who just sounds like Robert Duvall. And... But also the fact that nobody else in that movie had an accent. Yeah. Or did, oh well. I mean, Liam Neeson. Yeah. Well, he just sounds like Liam Neeson. Yeah. Anywho, uh, skydiving. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the, the most we got is uh, Keanu Reeves looks goofy for a second, and it's kind of funny. And there's only so much we can talk about in terms of, like, here's a close-up shot. They shot that out of a crane. There's a faraway shot. It's stunt double over that lake. There you go. I guess I like see, I like this scene overall. I'll say yeah, I like no, it. Yeah, it's a nice scene. Like I said, it's one of the more memorable scenes from this movie. And just getting across the joy. And this, yeah. this is sort of an, a, a pivotal moment for the movie where... Even despite what just happened, like, they know who each other are, but... They still have a connection deep down. The, they have a connection deep down, and in this moment, all they're feeling is just pure joy, especially yeah. uh, Utah. They're fucking the gods. They're fucking the gods, man. They're having a circle jerk with the gods. They're just 69ing with the gods. Yeah. Let's let's, let's not keep going with that. <laughs> with the gods, it's 79ing. Oh, it's incomprehensible to a human mind. Oh, okay. It's like this sort of you know otherworldly geometry. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't make sense in our our uh, universe in yeah. our parallel. But once you go skydiving, then, yeah. you'll know seventy nine man. Yeah, actually, it's it's a number that we can't even comprehend. Yeah, either. like blorpy nine. That's just like seventy nine is just the closest number that we can think about. Yeah. Anyway, blorpy blorping. Yeah. With the gods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you gonna recommend? I'm going to recommend another documentary uh, called what? Take Me to Pitcairn. 
and it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. You can probably get it on video, but I think it's it's a pretty low budget, low low yeah. profile documentary. You can just find it on YouTube. It's only about uh, fifty minutes long, I think. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really interesting and and pretty well made. Uh, definitely low budget. Uh, just you know, the cameras were uh, you know just handheld you know video cameras. I think that the guy yeah. got just probably just one camera that he had, but. He does a good job. Uh, it was, I think, it was well edited, and there's sometimes there's these little animations that show up that sort of explain things that need to be explained, and it all worked for me really well. And it was a very fascinating subject. There's this island in, I believe, the South Pacific. Remember Mutiny on the Bounty? It's Mutiny on the Bounty, which I actually don't know anything about. Uh, oh. I've never read it or seen it or whatever. Um, so it's that. It's the island that they end up on, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, and it's called Pitcairn, and it's in the middle of, the, of nowhere. Basically, it is like one of the most remote islands on the earth, if not the remotest island, remotest, the most remote island on the earth. Uh, And if you don't know Mutiny on the Bounty, these guys did a mutiny. And if they went if they went home, uh, the people who committed the mutiny, they would have been hung and murdered um, for their actions. So instead, they decided to um, go to Pitcairn uh, to live out the rest of their days um hiding from the british and that is where they stayed for the rest of their lives and to this day on this island there are only 50 people and they are all direct descendants of the tahitian women that the sailors stole and uh the sailors it's crazy yeah it's crazy and uh basically the only way to get there I guess you could – I don't even know. Like they, the the only way that they talk about getting there is on a very run-down old boat that they have to take through yeah. very high seas. Uh, and doesn't – you know, they're definitely – it definitely seems believable when they talk about like, you know, we might not make it. So it's, uh, it's this guy whose life dreams to get there. Yeah, it's his dream. He's been wanting to do this. He's a, he makes little kites and sells them on the street in uh, London. And he decides he's going to do this and uh, – uh, he goes and meets up with some other people, and they they end up who going, have similar dreams. Yeah, there's there are people who are just very into traveling and traveling to interesting places, and they this is what they want to do. Or have some weird, crazy like I have to get to Pit Cairn, I have to see the mutiny on the bounty, like history. Yeah, it's intense. Yeah. I, I can understand it, although I wouldn't go through the amount of trouble that they went through to do it's- this. Truth is stranger than fiction stuff. It's crazy. Uh, so basically, yeah, the only way to get to it is on a boat. I suppose. Like I was thinking, could they use like a a, a helicopter? But maybe you can't carry enough fuel in a helicopter. Or they, something it like was that. a multi-day journey via boat, or like a seaplane. But maybe there just aren't seaplanes that I go there. Know. But I was thinking, like, if you or if you have like a big yacht, because you have to. It but I guess the people even, who have those things aren't interested in going to Pitcairn. You first have to get to Tahiti, and then you have to get to another island, and then you can. Then it's a three-day journey by boat to Pitcairn. Yeah, and that was the way that was the way to do it from what the the documentary can communicated. And the the island that they go to after Tahiti, I don't remember the name of it, but it was it's like, like Kam- it's known Kamara or Kam- something like yeah, that. Yeah, it, but it's known as the edge of the world and then they're going off the edge of the world to Pitcairn. <laughs> and shit gets crazy. I I don't think we should tell more than that, but No, it's just a, yeah, but then yeah. It's a very interesting documentary. Yeah. Not too long, right on YouTube. If, especially, I, I was kind of talking about this in the last minute, how I, I'm interested in, like, interesting places that I've never been, and this definitely scratched that itch. Mm-hmm. Really interesting stuff. What would you say, do you think that there's a place that's just in your heart calling you? New Zealand, maybe. 
that's you know different you know it's always looked really interesting on film and beautiful lord of the rings hunt for the wilder people uh what we do in the shadows but would you be willing to give up everything for it no no there's nothing like that where i'm just like i'm gonna uh at least not yet maybe i'll change my mind Mm -hmm. at some point i'll i'll have a an awakening but uh i'm definitely very interested in traveling but i haven't given up i wouldn't give up too much to do it um Mm -hmm. so yeah There you have it. There you have it. So I'm going to recommend, um, it's a soft recommendation, but I'm going to recommend The Wife, uh, Glenn Close, Jeffrey Price. I'm a big fan of Jeffrey Price after seeing Glenn Jonathan Gary- Price. Thank you, Jonathan Price, after seeing uh, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Yeah, this is a, yeah, Jessa's favorite performance in Glenn Gary Glenn Ross is Jonathan Price as the. It's heartbreaking. The Martin. person who uh, Al Pacino is selling to. It's I, I love that about you. It's a very interesting take. Uh, I think he's great. He's a great actor. Uh, he has like the smallest role in the movie of, in the play. But it's amazing. Movie. It's wonderful. He delivers it perfectly. He's I a think. wonderful actor. Um, and he's a wonderful actor. He does the same in this movie. I think he delivers his role perfectly. And I would say Glenn Close is is pretty good. Uh, nothing's ever gonna top. Her performance in Dangerous Liaisons for me. Uh, Liaisons Dangerous. Yeah. To me, that is one of the best performances of all time. It's awesome. And she, she will never top. I, 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 this movie didn't top that. It didn't. No. It was. Um, yeah, I was I was slightly disappointed in Glenn Close. Mm-hmm. Like, she's still phenomenal. Like, she's yeah. a great actor. Even on a bad day, she's yeah. going to be amazing. Yeah. But it just, I was hoping for more. You yeah. Know, she's done better, I would say. So I would really not think that I, – I wouldn't put her for best actress, but um, she she's good. I would have put Jeffrey – not Jeffrey, oh my God. Jonathan Price for, for best actor. Um, mm-hmm. but, and I would say they're co-leads. Yeah, definitely. Although she's the title character, I would say, you know. Definitely. The wife. And it's, it's a pretty interesting story. I like where they go with it. Um, and – it, it's basically without maybe giving too much away um a her husband is nominated for a nobel prize in literature for his book and uh they're they're older obviously and um some things kind of start coming out of the woodwork with this nomination and um it i like the fact that i mean okay so you can guess what kind of things are going to come out of the woodwork with a nomination okay you can guess by the trailer you can guess by the wife being the title of the movie what what's going on yeah i knew what the twist was going to be okay i didn't but but what i liked was that uh glenn close's character is adamant that she is not the victim and do not paint her as the victim. Do not uh, that that is not her role here. Um, and I loved that. I loved that it wasn't necessarily the long suffering wife. To me, it could have gone further with that, and like maybe been a little bit more clear that she's not the long suffering wife. Um, but it, I thought it was very. Uh, 
interesting story of two people who need each other um, for creation. Yeah, that part of it worked. The the parts that didn't work for me are the sun. Of, no, is, he was terrible. Is the way the sun is portrayed is so over the top and melodramatic. His hair is all like pushed forward, and he's like, "Come on, pop!" Like he literally calls his dad pop and his sister sis. It sounds like he's like in a porno. It's terrible. And then uh, you see, um, like back in the '60s when they meet, when the main characters meet as young people, and the actors who play them as young people are not very good. Not good. good. And you know, it's hard to be compared to like Jonathan Bryce and Glenn Close. They're not going to be as good as that, but they're they're but they're they're bad. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Especially the the husband. The guy's yeah. really bad. He's so smarmy. And doesn't you just don't believe that it's the same person at no. all? And it's you know it's tough because you know I know what Jonathan Price looked like when he was younger, and it didn't look anything like that. Uh, yeah. And they, you know they didn't have to. Anyway, the wife yeah. it, it was good. Yeah, it's a good uh, you know it's. Uh, Pretty interesting film. Uh, pretty good acting. Yeah, we'll or, talk. We'll talk more about this on. Uh, we'll be on um, Cosmic Geppetto podcast talking about the Oscar race. Uh, mm-hmm. I was. I was hoping. I think. I believe what I've seen is Glenn Close is the front runner. Really, uh, but it. I was. Okay, di- I'm disappointed we'll because it, it does feel like. I think a sympathy. Is the I think she should win. And I she's think. definitely. It's between those two. I think Olivia Coleman gave the better performance. A lot of that is because. Anyway, we'll talk about this more, yeah. but I was disappointed because I was hoping that it would be great and that it would be like, okay, she's finally going to get her due because Glenn Close has been nominated seven times now without winning. Wow. Uh, so it would be nice to have, see her win, but I don't think this is the one. Uh, so anyway, we'll talk more about that. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Close, Glenn Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that's it for Point Break Minute. Uh, you, you've stayed with us for another minute of point break thank you please review i always have trouble saying this sentence rate review and subscribe on itunes or google play or wherever you download podcasts i'm speaking very clearly now this is going to get annoying we love you uh hang out you know it's it's not i just gotta be a surfer dude man like you gotta hang out hang 10 with us we'll see you next time on another point break minute and chill out bro Woo!